and good afternoon, fellow cigar passionados and passionatas. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ashholes, broadcast live from the Torino Royale Studios. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining, unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course, at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, at theashholes, and on Instagram, at ashholesradio. Oliver is already at the international... The premium cigar. Premium uh, cigar and pipe retail IPCPR. show. IPCPR. Not to IP- be confused with I always the get those initials. I can't say it. It's like a tongue twister. What I remember it by, I think, of International Prostate Cancer Prevention Council. So IPCPR. What, what, IPCPR. <laughs> He's already in Vegas. That's probably the sweet way of saying it. He's already in Vegas. And so it's me and Aaron today. And today we're going to be smoking the La Galera 1936 box breast pilon it is a six by 60 cigar and uh, la galera is made by uh, arnaldo arnaldo uh, hochi blanco in the dominican republic at his tobacalera palma factory in tamboril and uh, he also owns indian head yep he bought indian head a little bit just a little bit ago and la galera is available in a connecticut wrap maduro habano and also has an 80th anniversary blend as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we're smoking the 1936 box pressed. And this features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and uh, uh, binder and filler from the Dominican Republic. The filler is actually a Criollo um, 98. And it's a 6x60, oh like boy. I said. So as we get into this, we're going to do a little talk in here and, and give ourselves a chance to get into the cigar before we say anything about it. But uh, what did you do for Independence Day? Independence Day, you know, I did the traditional cookout. I went to some friends. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who has a house on a lake, and so we're just hanging out there. Nice, nice. Uh, Where was that? What lake was that? Uh, I'm not, I don't even know the name. You don't even know the name? don't know the name of it, but it was wet. It was wet. <laughs> so, the uh, lake was wet. Yeah. Very good. Did you go swimming? Did you no, swim in a lake? I, can I, you swim I, in a lake? Uh, you can swim in a lake. I just, I hate swimming. You I, hate I just, swimming, I period. don't like the feeling like of being submerged in water. Uh, I do really? For, I have to do it for work during the summer, too, which is just torture but just i'm just not a fan it's it's not entertaining to me so i, it's I don't not, understand it's, people that love it it's, it's it's not that it isn't like a pool or clean water no, it's not like you're afraid of i don't snakes care what kind of water or anything is, yeah. but you just don't like i just swimming i don't like the sensation of being submerged in water if it's roasting out 100 degrees i'll go in and cool off but then i'm out it's just wow. i don't care for it wow now i i love swimming and I, I, I love being submerged i i have a hot tub at the house and Pretty much every morning and in the summer, every night, Pastor Padron is in the hot tub. Don't want to and then that. if oh, I thanks. can, <laughs> no, no, well, maybe not. But it's just such a great way to relax and cool off in the summer or warm up in the winter. It's really nice. I, I love swimming. Okay. Now, now, swimming in lakes, I have a harder time with. You know, swimming, swimming in the ocean, I don't have a big problem with. I give a second thought to uh, snapping turtles. Snapping but turtles, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Well, you know, there there is nothing like. Have you ever been bit or stepped on something? In I, the I've water? come. I've kicked a snapping turtle before. You've and, kicked uh, a snapping yeah, turtle, yeah, and like on purpose? No, no. <laughs> that wouldn't have been. That would just have been a bad idea. It would have been asshole of the week right there. No, by accident while I was wading through the water, and mm. kicked it. Looked down. Backed away. <laughs> well, 
did you did you smoke anything cool for the Fourth of July? I had an interesting Fourth of July because um, a lot of my, most of my friends don't smoke cigars, mm-hmm. uh, and so on the Fourth, I ran into an old friend who mm-hmm. who's, we had an, an occasional cigar together years ago, uh, but nothing you know things like out of gas stations, really right. terrible stuff. Uh, and so I brought some cigars with me, and I kind of introduced him to the actual way to smoke a cigar. So we had like a the little actual way, you know, to smoke a cigar. slowing down of you know toasting your foot, the whole process. Okay. So we had a little uh, cigar class going on while everybody else nice. is eating burgers. We we're in the back smoking cigars, uh, and he kept saying, "My mind is blown." You know, he can't go back to <laughs> smoking cigars the old way because it's just you know totally you know rocked him. Uh, and then I later on in the after, the night I gave him a. Um, firecracker the nice. Fertella firecracker and i you know i gave him a fair warning i was like these are the tricks if you start feeling sick and he handled it like a pro he was picking out flavors left and right it was it was great did he do a good job yeah yeah he did nice. well he picked it right up and he's you know he he's like should i taste chocolate right now i was like yes you should <laughs> so <laughs> it was really great yeah the Fratello firecracker is fantastic mm-hmm. yeah i now, handed a few of those out and some people that were in the know and they all appreciated it so. that's very good very good I actually had, you know, after, you know, we did the firecrackers on last week's show. And one of the things that I had said in lamenting on the show was I had never gotten a chance to try the the Cro-Magnon firecracker. And one of our listeners had a box. Oh, nice. And And he messaged me on Twitter and he said, if you want some of these cigars, I'll send them to you. And I said, are you serious? That's the answer is awesome. yes. The answer is always yes. <laughs> and yes, the answer is always yes. Pastor Pedro never turns down a free cigar. Don't That's just ever. part of the rules of life. Free cigar, free booze, <clears throat> free cake, pretty much and free anything. so I am so excited to have those things coming. That's going nice. to be fantastic. I've always wanted to have one of those. That's a good time. So that's good. Do you smoke anything else other than the um, yeah, firecracker? You know, I actually i had gone back to some of the old episodes, and I realized I never smoked the Florida de la Valier. The Vale, yeah, Vail. if you're English, I guess. Yes. Um, I had actually had my wisdom teeth out during that week, and so I never got around <laughs> to smoking it. So I that's, went and I picked it up. Were, huh? uh, really <laughs> blown away by it. You mm. know, it had a lot of like floral sweetness to it, things mm. that I, 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 you know, I'd heard about, but wasn't really expecting it in that measure. Right. Uh, just blown away by it. I had the uh, Las uh, Brumas, mm-hmm. Brumas size, which is yep. a four and a half by forty-eight. Uh, you know, just held up really well. It's a pure Nicaraguan, correct? Right. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it didn't knock me over. It wasn't, you know, like, like Nicaraguan, bam. But No, no. And it did have some strength, but it wasn't, you know, going to bowl you over. It's just really enjoyable. I, I thought of it like a dessert because it had so much sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, smoke it any time. Did you get kind of a toasted caramel from it? Toasted caramel? Uh, not I got, so. like, this caramely kind of taste. I, I did pick up caramel, uh, but more like vanilla, sweetness, you know, honey, that, that kind of rum. Yeah. So more of a yeah. lighter su- sweetness. Not like a peeled nougat underneath a candy bar thing. No, that's like Mr. Jonathan, I'm guessing. No, yeah. no. Yeah, that's what he said once. Okay. Well, you know, I I had one of my favorite cigars yesterday. I had a uh, Padron uh, 1926 Series number 9 Maduro. Is anyone surprised? No. Pastor that's what I wanted for Independence Day. And just it totally, I hadn't had one in a long in a long time, and it just totally lived up to all my expectations. Mm-hmm. And just a, they're a great cigar. It's a great size. It's a five and a quarter by fifty six. It's a box pressed, and it's Nicaraguan um, wrapper binder filler, and the tobacco in the cigar is aged for five years, and it just is just married so well together by that point, and just this incredible dark near flawless wrapper, perfect draw. 
lots of sweet white peppery smoke. And when I say lots, I mean a lot. There was a lot of smoke coming off this cigar. I was blowing rings left and right, having a great time. It was, it <laughs> smoke was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And um, the burn was straight. Now the ash held for about an, you know less than an inch, and then it fell off. But it was, but it was Padrons, a good ash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Padrones never do. You know, never needed touched up, and just this rich, smooth, creamy cocoa finish, with hints of spice and coffee that just kind of lingered on my lips. It was a fantastic, nice cigar. Very nice. Yeah, one of my that was that was a great hour and a half sitting on my porch with that. That was fantastic. Great. Um, now, you mentioned that you grilled and, and that you went to a barbecue. Yep. Okay. Now, you you obviously went to a friend's house. I went to a friend's you house. You did not do the grilling. Uh, I wound up taking over at one point. <coughs> really? Yeah. You do know, you feel comfortable doing that, taking over the grill at it, somebody else's house? It wasn't hard. They had a few too many. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, listen, just for everybody's sake, just move over. I'll take care of it. You were the designated uh, th- Yeah, there were some really charred <laughs> hot dogs at that <laughs> point. And it was just getting ugly. So I was like, just go sit down, please. <laughs> so I took over. Uh, nice. Yeah. What's, what's Do you grill at your house? Not not a lot. You not know, a lot? Because it's just the the prep time, the whole ordeal. Is, you know, I'm usually just for myself. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to light up a whole grill just to make a meal for myself. Do you have, uh, a, f- do you have a favorite thing? That's grilled or that you like to grill? Steak. Steak. Yeah. I mean, you can have your burgers, your hot dogs, whatever. Uh, But steak, you know, should be on the grill. That's, you know, you get more control. You really feel like you're part of this, you know, process of of making this. Yeah. You know, you got a dead animal sitting on your grill. (laughs) Just a little salt and pepper. Nothing crazy. Yeah. 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 You and the heat. You and I love to grill. My favorite thing to grill is lamb. Really? I've never grilled lamb. I like taking taking a, a butterfly leg of lamb and i will marinate it in butter and garlic and some spices and just let it sit for several hours or a day depending on how much time i have and then i will just i will put it on the grill and mm, 10 or so minutes aside because it's it's really thick stuff and you got to watch because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of fat on Mm -hmm. lamb so you can have like an explosion going on if you're not sitting there watching but the smell that comes off the grill is just fantastic. There's nothing like barbecued, grilled lamb. See, I haven't had lamb in a few years, and I expected that I was going to have some this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my church owns a large plot of land, and it's, it's an old farm, and so we got some sheep. And then we had lambs, and we were like, well, if we don't sell them, we're going to eat them. Right. And now well, the lambs have been around for a little while, and everybody's kind of naming them. <laughs> and I, used, I was so gung-ho. I was like, yeah, so we'll eat them. It'll be great. And now I'm kind of like, ooh, but that one's nice to me. And <laughs> I have a thing with that one. So it's, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, Kimball Farm is just down the street from our house, and they have bison there. Bison. Bison. Yeah. And my girls love going and watching the bison and everything. And, of course, they grow them for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. so, you know, I'm always afraid, you know, we end up with bison meat, you know, they're going to ask, you know, was that yeah, the baby was that bison Tom? that was <laughs> over there? He was so nice to me, you know, <laughs> so you got to, you got to watch for this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we we're about oh, a half inch or so into this cigar. What are you, what are you kind of picking up here? So I've had the smaller ring gauge of this. Um, I haven't tried the 60 yet. I, you know, I've said it before. I avoid the 60 ring gauge. Uh, first couple puffs, I'd go to put it in my mouth, and it would hit my teeth because I'm not opening my mouth wide enough. <laughs> so I'm just not used to that. A <laughs> um, lot sweeter than some of the smaller ring gauge. Those have yeah. a, a lot more kind of a punch to them. Uh, you know, a lot of sweetness. Some um, 
you know, almost like licorice, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very like a subtle licorice, some sweetness, uh, woody flavors. Uh, I find that like the smaller ring gauge is very earthy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not getting a lot of earth just yet on this. We'll see how it progresses, though. No, I'm not getting a lot of earth, that, but that sweetness I'm picking up. And it's true. You know, I, the first 1936 box press I had was the Corona size, mm-hmm. and it was much stronger. And, you know, a real powerhouse of a, of a cigar. And I think in many ways, because this is the 60 ring gauge, that's kind of diffused a little bit. There's mm. still a lot of flavor yep. here. There's a lot going on. But it's not as, woo, that's a really strong cigar yep. as, the, as the Corona was. Uh, just a um, fantastic, fantastic thing here going on. There's some white pepper kind of going on with the retro. And um, maybe medium bodied. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a creamy cedary finish yeah especially on the retro on. you really yeah. get that cream yep. right there very nice um yeah i've noticed uh, there was a cigar i went to i, I don't know if i'll name it but i mm-hmm. uh, wasn't wasn't <laughs> thrilled with it uh it was and it was only like two ring gauges higher than what i normally tried with this right uh and it just was not impressing me it was mm-hmm. you know it had some of the flavors but it just felt really muted and you know it's like stick to the smaller ring gauge if you really like the flavor and mm-hmm. you know it's hard to do it right i guess to to get the large ring gauge and keep that that's flavor. True. Uh, Asylum does really well because that's that's their thing. Is they mm-hmm. do the large ring gauge, and so they make sure that they get it right. Uh, but some, yeah, they just try to make it big, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I remember doing the the uh, Asylum Lancero on the on the show a while back, and when I was told we were going to be doing that, mm-hmm. I was all wigged out. They make a Lancero. <laughs> do they total make, opposite. Do they make that. anything under fifty ring gauge? I mean, that seems to be as small as their little table roller thing goes or whatever they use yeah 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 but great stuff they do do fantastic cigars Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh christian aroa he has Mm -hmm. his hands in that right so i mean you can't get anything bad out of him really no he does great stuff he does great stuff um so so far this is going very very nice very smooth Mm -hmm. great burn the ash has a great, you know, whiter color to it. It's not sticking on the cigar all yeah, that Yeah, it's long. a little flaky. It's a little uh, bit flaky. But you know what? That's just for flavor. Sometimes you have mm-hmm. to endure it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, some cigars I are a little messier. It, so it doesn't, it's not like a huge deterrent yeah, for me. Yeah. If something tastes good, even if it's a little flaky, I don't, I don't count that as a negative necessarily. Right, right. It's just something you need to be aware right. of. You know, and that's, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, where where it's, you know, you know what's in the soil and, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. how it's aged, all how it's aged, yeah. all that stuff. Um, Pastor Padron's thou shalt not. Oh boy. Here We're we going to do one of those. Okay. My thou shalt not for this week. And I've, I've heard this already three times. Have you, and maybe some of you guys have heard it. People come into the smoke shop and they ask, what do you have? That's fresh. Just the staff. What do you have? Yes, exactly. Just the staff. Look, don't ask for fresh cigars. This is Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Not. You do not want a fresh cigar. A fresh cigar is going to taste like crap. You don't want it. You, want it. you don't walk into a winery. You don't walk into a liquor store and say, what do you have that's fresh? You know, that's called grape, grape juice. juice. Yeah. <laughs> when you're asking for a cigar, you're wanting something that's aged, that's kept well. You, maybe you ask, you know, what's been here for a while? that's good what's on the shelf that's been sitting there spending some time there that would be that has some age on it you want to ask a question like that that's awesome don't ask for a fresh cigar yeah because that that you know does not put you in any kind of 
good light. The person, if the tobacconist at the shop or the people you're with have any idea what's going on, they're going to say to themselves, this person has no idea what they're talking about. Now, the one caveat I would say is yep. unless somebody's in the store rolling cigars there in front of you, <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask for a fresh one right there. And even then, you know, you know those cigars you see every once in a while, you, see, you don't see that much anymore no. with the way things have gone in the United States. But, you know, if you see somebody rolling a cigar and they offer it to you right then, you that's, say yes. You, you, but if, if you wait much longer than that, then you really have to wait mm-hmm. like three, four months because that cigar will, because it's fresh, not end up being so good. Mm-hmm. So it's like you either have it right then or you have to wait three months. Yeah, and it's, if you're waiting, it's, the experience is gone because you haven't mm-hmm. had something that was just rolled that moment. Right. Uh, right. Who was it? Omar DeFries talks about when, when he was starting, before he started uh, for Tell Cigars, you know, somebody rolled him a fresh cigar and handed it to him and said, welcome to the Gentleman's Club or <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, it sounds way more sketchy uh, if you say it that way. But, you know, th- there's something to be said for having a, something that was freshly rolled. Right, right. Um, and it is really interesting to watch cigars being rolled. That is m- almost mesmerizing. It's almost like fire gazing to me. I could yeah. sit and watch that really all the well, time. Well, it's like you look at craftsmen, you go out to like any, you know, Somebody yep. carving an ice sculpture. Like you look at an ice, ice sculpture, it'd be like, eh. But you see somebody do that in front of you with a chainsaw, then you're really yep. impressed with it. Do that, blowing glass, yep. you know, working a forge or something like You know, you see those on the history Watching show, it as part of the experience. Yeah, of it, you it's know? so incredible to watch. And just the way people, it, it really is an art to mm-hmm. rolling a cigar. It's, it's, uh, it takes a lot of talent, a lot of time. It's, and when you, when you see it happen, and then you see the um, enormous amounts of cigars that are in a shop you just it gives you a whole different appreciation yeah, for, for and the it right people that are rolling 300 these a day you know mm-hmm. it's just very impressive it's a craft right mm-hmm. it really is so this is turning a little bit more cedary for me mm-hmm. yep definitely picking up on that um getting more yeah more of that woody wood flavor uh the sweetness is dying down a little bit taking yep. the back seat yep it's very woody Kind of very and this kind of spicy white pepper thing going on in the back with the retro, and uh, it's kind of stuck on the roof of my mouth. That kind of pepperiness. Mm-hmm. You getting that too? Yep. Yeah. It's 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 got a kind of a tart mouthfeel. Yeah. It's, yeah. It. It's a little bit dry in the mouth with this, mm-hmm. but it's holding up pretty well. Yeah. So, Instagram. Instagram. What is the deal oh, with gosh. them? not having our hashtag the actuals on there. You've been looking into this. I've been looking. What is going on? So, I mean, still no response yet. They're really the only way to get a hold of them is from what I've seen is going through uh, Facebook, which Facebook owns Instagram. So you'd think they'd be Mm -hmm. on top of it. Right. But you, when you send the message, you get a, you know, a little response saying it typically takes over a week for them to respond Mm -hmm. if they respond. (laughs) So I, you know, right now I don't have a lot of hope for getting that hashtag back up and running at full steam uh we still do we do have the assholes radio hashtag which is not blocked and nobody's posted anything controversial on there yet so uh you know if people really want to be seen you can use assholes it's uh hashtag assholes radio make sure you have assholes and not just asshole yes it'll come up with something different yes talking to you mr jonathan saw your post (laughs) the other day so assholes radio it's the same as our uh instagram name so that's easy to remember um, so, but for our Ashole highlight of the week, which we're running, we're 
I hate to say we're scraping the bottom of the barrel because it's. I mean, these are some quality posts that this guy has, um, but we're running out of people that are posting regularly that because, <laughs> we can, because we can, the we can because highlight. the hashtag has been taken down. It's basically. been taken. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been hidden. a long time. And if somebody's using it for the first time, it's not going to make it up to the top of the most you know viewed. Right. All they're showing is the most viewed, exactly, most popular yeah. posts. They're like not we don't showing the most choice. recent. They're not showing, you know, everybody. There are th- literally there's two or three thousand of them yep. that have been done, but they're not showing up, and, and I don't know why. Although I've noticed that since we highlighted uh, Small Shell SOTL last week, mm-hmm. uh, hers has been popping up more on the the top picks, I guess you can say. Okay. Uh, That's I don't cool. know if Good there's anything her. behind that, but maybe people are visiting or following, hopefully. We have a lot of pull. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. Uh, but this week, our pick is Patrick over at Patrick0723. Uh, and this guy has the longest long ashes you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> he's got more of them. Like, the, the quantity of cigars that he does the long ash for mm-hmm. is it's amazing. Like, and he's holding them upside down so that the ash is hanging down. It's not dropping off. I don't know how he does it. Uh, he's the master of ash. Uh, I mean, just for <laughs> that al- for that alone, <laughs> check him out. Uh, it's really impressive. Mm. Like when you see how many you know, dozens and dozens of cigars that he's going right up to the band without ashing, and these things are just holding up. It's just amazing. That's fantastic. I've seen his stuff. He's very worth checking out. He's yeah. got some amazing picks. Yeah, he really does. Um, so there's really like no hope. You think to to getting this back up? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna as soon as I get a response. Hopefully, I can make my argument. I mean, if somebody was using questionable material with like uh, the hashtag "children playing," mm-hmm. they wouldn't take down whatever you know some benign hashtag right. just because one person abused it and used some, did something inappropriate. So why would you do it to us? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So from now on, from now on, use the hashtag "Ashholes Radio." One word: A S H H O L E S R A D. I-O. And if you can't remember it, go to our Instagram page, which is the same spelling. It's mm-hmm. just in hashtag and form. And just cut and paste it with the hashtag in front yeah. of it. Yep. All right. And we'll we'll try doing that and see if anything improves. Mm-hmm. But if you do that in front of your pick, then we will highlight you during the week. I'm going to keep checking both, but, you know, it'll be easier for me to find you if you use Ashel's Radio, at least for now. Cool. Okay. So... What else are you picking right before we go to the break? Let's do mm. another update on this. I was just getting something. Uh, actually, the, the licorice flavor is kind of picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always think of, uh, have you ever had moxie? Yes. I always think of moxie when I think licorice because yep, that's yep. kind of like that base flavor. Love moxie. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it. I personally love it. I think it's great. Um, but, you know, that subtle licorice flavor on top of the cedar that we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that. Sweet monksy like, uh, that that's as good a word as any uh, that I can because I wasn't able to kind of put a, a word to it myself. But there is that kind of sweetness that's there, um, very cedary still, mm-hmm. very woody. Um, that pe- so far it's been very consistent. I haven't you know really had a whole. It's been building in intensity. Yeah, and I, I'm impressed with the six day ring gauge that it is building up and it's not yeah. muted like I said other cigars have been. I was kind of. Uh, it was, I wasn't sure when we first lit up. I thought it was going to be kind of bland. But, uh, no, it's it's building up very well. The flavors are picking up. So. No, it's very nice. It's very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, we're going to go to the break. And um, 
when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to announce our Ash Hole of the Week, and we're going to give you an update on uh, what's going on with um, Michelle there, and um, give you more updates on what's going on with this uh, Box Press 1936 Lagalera Pilon. All right, right. come on back. Don't go anywhere. and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman in industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit Serino cigars.com for a list of retailers and you can always find Sereno cigars available at twoguyscigars.com it was 2010 on my 50th birthday Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift it was a box of cigars but this box of cigars was not what I expected one I never saw before something without the Perdomo name on it it was my name Garofalo Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United. 
lighted cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Ash Holes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We're smoking the La Galera 1936 box-pressed pilon, and it is a fantastic, fantastic cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not so many cigars that you get that prominent... Uh, licorice flavor, that, that moxie flavor. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, anything that's unique, I, I'm drawn towards. So, Mmm, uh, it does go well with a chicken. Okay, then. <laughs> these, these sound bites, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That was something for everything, huh? <laughs> Thanks, yes, Oliver, I do. for that. Yes. You know? <laughs> yep. Why do you shamelessly waste my time like this? That's like that's all we do here is waste people's time, I'm sure. Well, we're not called the assholes for nothing. Yeah, we've got to earn that title. Yes. So you were saying, you know, uh, you had a, some more stuff to talk about with Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with my friend who was, you know, to be fair to him, you know, he nobody's taught him about cigars. So okay. he's just from what he's he's bought and he's kind of, Got some awareness of, of that they need to be humidified. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, the whole conversation started with him bringing me out to his, his truck. And, uh, like, my heart's kind of, like, racing. Like, what kind of <laughs> condition are these cigars going to be in to begin with? Uh, he's like, yeah, I've got cigars in my truck. So yep. and then he pulled out a, a travel humidor. So I was like, right. oh, okay. Uh, and then he opened it up. And I'm guessing it was in his car 24-7. Mm. Uh, you know, he had some United cigars in there. I was like, oh, these are really great, you know. You should try these, and I go to pull one out of the wrapper, and it, the cap came sliding off, and it was all Ooh. stuck in there. It was, it was, it was ugly. I told him probably would not smoke those. Um, <laughs> now the part that really hurt me was that he had an Atabay in there. He had bought it for he a had gift. an Atabay, yes, in his truck, just sitting there, bacon like in the, in the travel humidor, and I'm guessing it was in there for maybe a month. I think from what he was saying, he bought it as a gift and wound up not giving it or whatever. 
Uh, and so I told him, you know, get that in a regular humidor. Maybe, maybe it can be saved. I don't know how long it was in that truck. Uh, and I said, leave it in there for like a month or something. Mm. Just get, get it back on track, 70% humidity or lower. And it was, it was kind of a nightmare to go through that and to see something so good <laughs> being one, mistreated. Only one thing comes to mind to say. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he pulled it out, I was like, my first thought was like, oh, that's great. And then I was like, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> Seeing the condition of the other cigars, it was, it was not so great. Uh, I hope he can salvage it. I mean, it's, I mean those, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so. yeah. The Atabe is a, you know, we just smoked that uh, two weeks ago. Yep. And what an incredible cigar. Mm-hmm. What an incredible cigar it is. Now, it, you know, bringing a cigar back from the dead you know, when it's That's all tricky. dried out, yeah. it's tricky. It's possible, but it's tricky. You need to do it really slow. Yeah, and it was tough because I think the humidity got really high just because mm-hmm. everything was kind of mushy and sticky. And so yeah. because the, the temperature was raised up, and so that's going to raise your humidity depending on what kind of unit you have in there. Right. He was just using distilled water, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it was. Well, he had that going for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think PG would have been better. It wouldn't have gotten so out of hand. And right. So the you know, humidity was probably up over 80. It had about oh, wow. probably 85. I'm yeah, guessing. That's just, tough. Just by how they felt, it was there was no crunch yep. at all to them. Just mush. Over humidification is much harder to bring a cigar back from. In yeah. fact, it's almost impossible. Yeah, so I'm not sure if there's any hope for his cigars, but some of them I told him to just throw them out. Yeah. But the Atabay. Yeah. Try, Hopefully it works out. Try, if, they, if it wasn't in there that long, I don't know. Try to resuscitate that thing. So, so we're smoking the La Galera 1936 box press pilon. It is a 6x60 cigar uh, made by Hochi Blanco. And it is this. It is so far a medium. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's pushing maybe medium, medium plus. Medium plus, yeah. Medium plus now. And, you know, I'm not getting a whole lot of changes in the flavors of the cedar, the wood, this kind of sweet finish that, that lingers, some mm-hmm. some white pepper uh, going on on the retro. But it is getting stronger. It is building in intensity. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the flavor is, is kind of staying the same while the, the strength is p- picking up. Right, um, right. So, which is fine. You know. mm-hmm. uh, you're a little bit further along. I'm sticking with the grilling theme and being <laughs> a slow egg again. Uh, we didn't talk about whether, egg, yes. whether to do charcoal or, or gas. No, no, that's true. We didn't. I... I I think I've become more of a gas guy. Although I'll tell you, um, this winter we had some stuff going on with our kitchen. We had a we had a leak underneath our kitchen floor, and everything ended up needing replaced. Oh, and that's brutal. Had to redo the whole kitchen, and now we have a nice new kitchen, and that's nice. But for a while, we did not have a sink, and the stove had to be taken out because the floor needed replaced. So we had no stove, no sink, no dishwasher. The fridge we'd moved into the adjacent room, so we still had the fridge. And we still had a microwave. So it was chaos for a while. But it was chaos. <laughs> and what we did, you know, to cook was to, we, you know, we, uh, we have a, a nice set of um, big um, uh, cast iron uh, fry pans. Mm-hmm. And we have a nice, huge, All deep fireplace <laughs> in, in one of our, in one of our uh, uh, rooms. Actually, a room where I can smoke cigars in mm-hmm. the winter. And we'd build up the fire in there. And I'd put on the... I'd put the, the big fry pan mm-hmm. on the fire, and I'd cook in that. Nice. And it was amazing. And, you know, for the first, you know, few days, you know, my girls, you know, it was all like we're camping, we're getting all, getting our pilgrim on and everything and kind of doing the whole rustic thing. And after about a week of that, 
that started to get really, really old. <laughs> it's like the rustic. You know? uh, yeah, and when, you know, when do we die of dysentery? Trying to trying to wash <laughs> a big sixteen inch you know cast iron pan and a little you know in a bathroom sink or something mm-hmm. like that is just wretched work yeah so it was you know cleaning up after it was really tough and everything it's like i, I but, only cook on cast iron so i kind of yeah. i feel you you know it's it's a lot of work just to, to make it stay clean you gotta yep. you know season it with the oils and it's so worth it though. but it is i mean it's so good yeah consistent heat there. and all that so yeah if yep. i if i can't grill a steak on a grill it's got to be on cast iron. i love it on yeah. cast iron too yeah i That's used to do the fantastic. whole oven thing well i used to go back and forth between the cast iron mm-hmm. get the sear go into the oven uh then i got lazy and excited i'll just do cast iron <laughs> <laughs> it's not it really the taste is not a whole lot of difference you no, know no. it's whatever you can do that i got the control so let's talk ash hole of the week let's talk ash hole of the week all right this is this is this is another bizarre one. Yeah. Okay. And the asshole of the week is uh, somebody who's no longer with us, and his name uh, was Pedro Ruiz, and the third. The third. We don't want to yes. take on the rest of the family. We'll take, no, we'll take. Yep. Yeah, this third. is the third. The second and the first. You, you're safe. You're as not far the asshole of the week. You're still around and everything. But Pedro Ruiz the third. And here's the thing. He and his girlfriend, Mona Lisa, uh, Mona Lisa Perez, and this happened in Halstead, Minnesota. Um, uh, now, the girlfriend, actually, you know, they decided they wanted to do a kind of a shocking YouTube video. Now, my yep. girls want to be YouTubers. They're all, they're all into this. All the kids want to do it my, my, my daughter, Maggie, uh, a while back, uh, tried to do a ghost pepper challenge. And to her credit, she was the only one of her three friends on the show who actually ate the ghost pepper. That's that's impressive, and, actually. And <laughs> that I, it's funny. You can you can Google that Maggie versus the ghost pepper, okay. and you can see a two three minute video that's edited with that. There's no puking or anything in it. You don't have to worry. But it's it's hilarious. Um, these guys wanted to make a YouTube video, a shocking YouTube video where the girlfriend would shoot at a book that the boyfriend was holding. And in front of his chest, in front of his chest, and like she's shooting him, but it would it would hit the book. Yeah, because books are magic. Books are magic. Mm-hmm. All right. And apparently they tried this at one point. You know, they, they tested it with a particular book. I don't even know if it was. a. But anyway, so they're shooting the video and the girlfriend shoots him from like a foot away with a 50 caliber gun, 50 caliber <laughs> Desert Eagle. <laughs> I mean, and, you, could and, prob- you could probably throw the gun itself at him and he'd die. Go, go figure. The bullet went through the thick book and into Pedro, who died pretty much instantly. And it was his idea. And it was so his idea. So that's why he's idea. the asshole of the week. It was his it was idea. his idea. He that, tested yep. it. I mean, I, I, I when I think about this, when I first heard the story, I figured it's like a twenty-two or something. Right. And things went horribly wrong. I get that. You know, you, if you tested that on a book, the 22 mm-hmm. round might not have gone through. Uh, I'm guessing that he probably tested it with the, the 50 caliber and didn't have anything holding the book so that a lot of the force was absorbed by the book being thrown back. Yep. So may, or maybe it was a ricochet that hit the book and it, he thought it was a dead hit. And, and, so and you know, now just, the girlfriend stupid. is being charged with manslaughter, manslaughter yep. and is facing a 10-year prison sentence and she's pregnant and she's pregnant. and they have a three-year-old and they had a three-year-old so i mean his stupidity could leave this three-year-old without a parent for 
up to 10 years. Right. I'm thinking because it was his idea and because there's plenty of witnesses that say it was his idea, she might get off mm-hmm. with something lesser. Uh, I'm kind of hoping the case because, I mean, really, I mean, she's she's dumb. Right. <laughs> but it was his idea, and it was they've she trusted that he tested this and that it would be okay, and she just doesn't understand physics, apparently. Or uh, the danger of firearms. Yeah, and I don't think the kids should go without any parents, even dumb parents, uh, for 10 years just because one right. of them was particularly stupid. Right. Never, ever, ever. This is another Pastor Padron, thou shalt not. Thou shalt not ever point a gun, loaded or not. Even a twenty-two. At anybody. Definitely not a fifty caliber. The only reason eagle. you should be pointing a gun at somebody is if you intend to shoot them. Mm-hmm. To kill them. To kill them. <laughs> because <laughs> you are in mortal danger. That is the only reason you should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't ever point a gun at anybody. That's just that's just dumb. That's just it's one of the I own I own a firearm myself. It's one of the things that we got drilled into our heads in our uh, uh, gun safety class was that you never, ever, ever, even if, you know, it's unloaded, you never aimed. Don't point it at anything you, just, you don't want dead. Nothing, you never aimed that muzzle at any living thing. I mean, the accidents that you hear about people, like, accidentally shooting themselves with a cleaner or whatever, it's like because you're, you're pointing at somebody. <laughs> at some point, you're turning the barrel toward yourself, right? your body parts or whatever. It's just, oh, It's, yeah. It's insanity. So please don't do that. Especially for a YouTube prank. Right. Right. Eat, eat more hot peppers. They've done. It sounds like they did other pranks on YouTube and tried to get some fame, and they were really trying to up the ante here, and they went too far. <laughs> Don't mess around with real guns. There's plenty of guys that do the fake videos of shootings and mm-hmm. stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. Uh, don't point a real gun at somebody. Not a smart idea. Not a smart Go smoke a cigar. Yes. That's safe. Yeah. Go smoke a cigar. Get smoke blown a, away by a really strong cigar. Yeah, get blown away by a... La Galera box pressed 1936 pilon. That's enough for you. Okay. I, w- I wonder what the book was. I wonder what it was too. I wonder if there's like a little irony. I was never able to gun find gun safety that out, book or what, something. What book? <laughs> or something they uh, obviously haven't. I hope read. it wasn't a Bible. Oh, we shut up. We shut up the other copies. So. Oh my goodness. So, um, Michelle, Michelle, and our miles with styles. Yeah, we were. Um, Michelle. Um, was supposed to be here today and you know we, you you guys have been listening you know that she was in an accident uh, a few weeks back yep, and, surfing accident, and yeah. you know it was michelle versus the coral reef and michelle lost thankfully she is still with us and she's going to make a full recovery but you know what is you know um, and she is doing a lot better all That's of good. those stitches that she talked about last week they're all out and her hand's doing better. She's walking. That's all good and everything. She's, she still needs a brace for a while. But, um, you know, because of, com- you know, concussions can be really serious things. And because of some complications with that, yeah. um, she just was not able to be here today. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have her on sometime soon. But today was not going to, today was just not going to work. And, you know, if it comes to Michelle's Safety versus being on the show, we'd rather wait. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, another obvious, like, safety versus <laughs> being on the assholes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And we know everybody really wants to be on the assholes. I know it's Michelle's dream to be on the assholes. 
it's something that she's had on her mind for a long time, and I totally don't blame her for having that dream, that vision, that goal in her life. But it'll happen, Michelle. You'll be here. You'll be here sometime. But don't push it, okay? It's much more important that you're all right. No matter what Oliver says. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> Oliver says. That's right. <laughs> Actually, Oliver is probably tickled pink that yeah. he didn't miss you being here. That's true. So, I know you're listening. I know you're there watching the show. So, you know, we're glad that you're safe and we'll have you on some other time when you are uh, ready to be on. So, but uh, she is doing a lot better. But, but, you know, we had, you know, planned to have her on. She's going to do Miles with Styles live. Live in and, person. And, you know, so there isn't one. Tell them about what cigars you can find in Salem, New Hampshire. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where she would go. <laughs> From the two I was in this great studio. store called Two Guys Smoke Shop. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. <laughs> so, her, her, you know, I'm sure her, you know, and her dads were going to be coming here too, and they're both big cigar guys. And and um, uh, and when I say dads, I mean father and father-in-law, of course. And um, you know, when you get here, we'll take care of you. Yeah, we'll take care of you. There's lots of swag here waiting for all of us, all of you guys. Maybe we'll just we'll have them come by. You know, yeah, and when she's out of town. Yeah, yep. So that's what's going on with Michelle. We don't have an update from her other than that, but she is doing a lot better. She should be, you know, another four, maybe five weeks, I guess. That feels like forever. I've I've been through recovery times, and right. it's like. Right, that's right. You've, you've experienced a lot of this. Yeah, and it's, I mean, weeks drag on when you're recovering. Yeah. And when people tell you, you can't do this, you can't lift this or do whatever, it just, I mean, it drove me crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, she's pretty active, so I imagine she's kind of yeah. stir crazy. Yeah, if Michelle's sitting around for very long, it, she gets antsy and upset, and, and uh, um, I, I'm sure she's dealing with cabin fever and was really itching to come out. But, um you know, we'll just we'll we deal with what we've been dealt, and we'll just go from there. Okay, so that's what's going on with her. So, um, again, medium plus on yep. this cigar. Yep. Yep. It's, um, stop it's very plus. consistent. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to touch it up at all. Um, very very pleasant flavors coming out of this. I, I've had to touch up a couple times, but it's probably it's. I mean, I'm. T- taking it so slow, so it's, yeah, it's got to yeah. be on well, me. You, I know. you know, and kind of like dark. You know, you 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 like your line really straight. Yeah, and you can't tolerate imperfection. Yeah, when I start getting that wrinkle, then it just drives me crazy. And I gotta <laughs> get rid of it. But you know, I I try to not touch up too much. Yeah, but I mean, look at know. how much further along. I am. Oh yeah, I mean, look at that. It's just nuts. And we've been smoking the same amount of time. But I don't know I mean, what's what's wrong, man. I you just are you talking a lot? I, I think I'm, I'm probably talking a lot, and I I, I draw very shallow. I, I like to. Make sure it burns very cool, so mm-hmm. I make sure my draw is not too intense. Well, I can t- I can tell you, you know, speaking as we, this is still drawing very cool for me, and I've obviously been smoking faster, and I think that's another testament to the construction of the cigar. Yeah, and I think with the sixty ring gauge, you know, my normal draw is going to be too light mm-hmm. because it's it's such so much more airflow. So right. <laughs> I got to compensate for the exercise by mm. you know drawing a little harder. Yeah. So. Not a lot of it's. It's not in. It's not a really complex cigar. I guess I would say. Yeah. No. I mean, f- from the the distance that we've I've traveled at least, uh, you know, having mm-hmm. many transitions. Uh, there's that first quarter inch, and then it kind of picks up more mm-hmm. of the cedar from there. Uh, you know, it's still a you know a solid smoke, great flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, this is not disappointing at all. No. But it is very consistent, and and the one thing I will say is that the strength is 
uh, still picking up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you've already experienced that. Um, now, I have, you know, they make incredible. I love the whole La Galera Oh, line. yeah. I mean, the Cigar of the Year for yeah, Cigar Authority. Yeah, right? yep. The Cigar the, 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 um, Connecticut. the Connecticut version is just one of my favorite mm -hmm. mild Connecticut cigars, period. And, you know, it, 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 probably my, my big one would be the, my big favorite would be the, the Atabay. Oh, yeah. But, of course. You know, you know, for, you know, Five or six dollars. Their 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 Connecticut line runs somewhere between five dollars and six and change, mm -hmm. and it's just like sautéed butter. It's that actually, stuff it's, it's is in the running so for um, the best value cigar in Cigar Journal. Really? Yes. Yeah. So yep, it's, yep, it's, it's that's on, right. It's on the list. It's made the the final cut. So uh, we'll find the results out in probably September, I think. Right. Um, but voting's already closed on that. So. Mm -hmm. And Atabay got voted for the best cigar yep, yeah, of Costa it was, Rica. Yeah, it was one of the nominees for Costa Rican. Yep, I voted for it. Of course. Of course. Yep. yep. And we'll find out in September for so, that, too. Everyth everything that I nominated made it up, so I probably <laughs> just voted for everything I nominated. There you go. See? So was, I knew there was a reason we invited you onto the show. Yeah, because I pulled the strings. That's you know, right. Everything behind the scenes. It's good to have the string yeah. pullers. It's good to have the string pullers. Yeah. Very good. Well, I used to have cigar parties when I was in school and uh, in seminary and... You know, a lot of students over, and, you know, but one guy we always invited was the registrar. And, you know, oh, I would always say, pull the string. <laughs> you always want to be on the good side of mm -hmm. the registrar. The registrar is the guy who keeps everything. You yep. ever have a problem? This class is full. Oh, no. I'll get you See in there. Happens, huh? So he was a good guy, good guy to have in there. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I never made that. friends with a registrar in college. No, nope, no, yeah, never just, did. There was, I mean, it was always there. It was never a student that was involved. A, a lot, of, a lot of guy, a lot of registrars are really kind of not people, people. Yeah, you and, know? and nowadays mostly it's like online, so you're, right. you're not even dealing with a person. It's just the computer mm. system, and so you're just, you're just waiting on that. That's very true. So very they, true. They do have people working behind the scenes, but it's not you're not interacting with them very much. Have you ever had you know you know we had lots of people over. Sometimes it was ten, fifteen guys. You know the the girlfriends and the wives would go off. They'd do their thing. We'd do our thing, and you know there were always a couple of guys who just ended up not. They would inhale. They would have Start one too many beers. They'd end up. You know, barfing on my life. Have you ever had bad experience with the herf? Uh, you know, I haven't done many herfs just because, like I said, not many of my friends smoke cigars. It's like I. <laughs> I you got to get some new friends. I, well, yeah, well, I'm slowly like converting the existing friends. So yeah. You know, some that when I started smoking a pipe, they got into pipes. Mm. And now, you know, when I started smoking cigars, now I'm like slowly luring them over to the world of cigars. And, mm -hmm. But it takes time. And yes, yes, especially it does. the ones that are married. Uh, so I was at a, another cookout this weekend. And I brought some cigars, and right. I talked to some friends who I knew would probably enjoy a cigar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, you want one? They're like, oh, no, my wife, because, you know, my breath afterwards. They'll yeah, I, was uh, like, I get that all the I'm time. a single guy, so, you know, take it with a grain uh, of salt, but toughen up. <laughs> uh, I will say that. I was at, I was at two different cookouts this, this year. This, this year we went to uh, um, two, different, two different ones, two different cookouts. Usually I'm, I'm hosting something. Mm -hmm. But 
at both of these places, it was really not a cigar-friendly crowd. So yep. I, I did my cigar smoking once I got back home, you know, that night. It's always tough, you know, you, you're going into it and you're like, is it going to be or is it not? So it's like you bring yeah, cigars you bring and you're not using them. And I had them with me just in yep. case, had a few extras because you always want to bring a few extras, you know, for people. And that's that's the worst part is that I brought a bunch of cigars. So this is this one cookout because I figured there was going to be quite a few people that would be interested. And right. There was none. None. So I smoked one of my own and went off. Got some distance and oh. did my thing, but then this this other cookout I went to where I did have somebody that I was showing right. in cigars. I should have had more, but I, I wound up just having a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was able to hand out a few, but it was you know I wish I had more to to share with my other friends there. So right, it's right, live and learn. Yep, yep, yep. Now I'm picking up, you know, um, almost like a char mm-hmm. kind of taste with this. Yep. Like a charred oak, mm-hmm. because it, there's still that sweetness there. Right. It's more of like a vanilla-ish. Yeah, it's getting kind of oaky. Yep. So, so this is a this is a more major transition than it. You know, I'm in the just starting maybe the final third. Getting close to there, yeah. Getting close to the final third of the cigar, and it's kind of changing up, and it's so it's getting a, you know, it's still very rich, um, but that sweetness now is pretty much gone mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, the, that, the licorice is that oaky. Uh, the cedar is still there, and there's still some peppery, spicy stuff going on, especially in retro. But it is getting more of that charred oak is is coming coming forward in mm-hmm. the cigar. And you're experiencing something similar. Yeah, it's like so. I'm I'm starting to draw a little heavier, uh, getting you know let it burn a little hotter, and mm-hmm. getting more of that that oaky and that char that you're tasting. Yeah, and you know this is putting off a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. I, which yep. I love. I love a cigar that puts off a lot of smoke. Mm-hmm. Make it, you know that you're smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you know, some cigars you smoke, you don't get a whole lot. Yeah, and you're like, am I now, not drawing one up? Yeah, or? Do, do you know why that is? Uh, no. No, I don't either. Yeah, I'm not that'll sure be, that'll be what the physics I, is. And that'll I, be something I, I try and I, I uh, bet you Steve Saka would know. <laughs> Steve Saka would know. <laughs> of course he would. It's like a yep. mad scientist in it. It's incredible it's, it, how different. You know, cigars can smoke and what happens. Is it, but I love a lot of smoke. I mm-hmm. like blowing smoke rings. I I'm, I'm, uh, love the retrohale. I love watching the smoke. It's almost watching the smoke is just as relaxing as, as smoking. And, you know, when you, when you get to that, you know, you were, you know, talking about crowds where, you know, you know it, it, I hear it so often. I love a cigar. I might try a cigar, but my wife is here and she doesn't like it. And, other, and you know, other, you know, uh, get just Listerine, just <clears throat> wash them out that later. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts it's of things you can do that way. But um, you know, I I have you know gotten you know when women will come up or wives will come up or girlfriends will come up and say, how can you do? That? How can your wife kiss you? I said, well, you know, it makes the money in the house, so she has no choice. <laughs> but but, you know, I, I get to telling, you know, it's guy potpourri. Mm-hmm. That's how I explain it. It's guy potpourri. I said, you walk into a Kravlin and Neville Tree shop and, you know, you're, you're smelling all that eucalyptus and that dried, you know, potpourri stuff. And you're going, oh, this is incredible. Oh, oh this is great. And your husband is like, like oh, garbage. I'm getting a headache. I'm going to sit outside on a yeah. bench until you're done. And I said, you know, now the exact opposite thing happens when a guy walks in a cigar shop. He goes, Oh, do you smell that? The wood, the leather, the spices. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is fantastic. And you're like, oh, get me. I said, see, it's guy potpourri. Mm-hmm. It's aromatherapy for men. It's like smelling, you know, diesel fumes and you know, <laughs> things like that where you're like, you associate it with, you know, pleasant things like 
strong engines or whatever. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just you know, it's all an experience. Very true. Very true. Um, so, but we got we got to figure out some way to uh, uh, get more women. You know. Yeah, and you know, up on I have stuff. some friends that are women that have expressed interest, and they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's so cool!" To, you know, cigars. And I was like, "You should try one." And they're like, "No." Nah. It's like, "Oh, it's like I'll get you eventually." Yeah. Uh, How um, did you get into cigars? Uh, you know, I started with pipes, right. and, and pipes was just on a whim, really. Really, I, I don't have any friends that smoked pipes at mm-hmm. the time, and I just kind of got into it, and I, I, I don't know what triggered the thought. I was like, "I think I'll try a pipe," and so mm-hmm. I got like this cheap pipe, and. Really enjoyed it, and then you know, a few years later, I got a, switched over to cigars. Just kind of, and I say switched over because they, I went from uh, a pipe a week, basically. Okay. To and then when I, I had my first cigar, and I was just blown away. Now, what what made you try the cigar? Whim. Whim. A whim. Whim. Yeah. You just said, you know I, what? I do things I'm on gonna, a whim. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, I, I get ideas in my head, and I just do it. It's I, it's really nothing crazy about it. It's just right. I just do things. <laughs> and so, you know, it, and experience, experiencing tobacco in a, a pipe mm-hmm. kind of introduced me to that because I never smoked cigarettes or anything mm-hmm. like that. Me neither. Um, especially if anybody, the law is listening, I never smoked anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so my adult life, um, you know, getting into pipes is like, oh, tobacco is really not that bad. And reading up on it and, and seeing, oh, it's not what people have been telling me, saying that it's like, oh, deadly, it'll kill you, it'll be addictive. All right. this stuff was not true. Uh, and so when I switched over to cigars, and I realized how much more flavor there is that you can get out of a cigar with, with more ease than packing a pipe and sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I switched to being an everyday cigar smoker. So Yeah, yeah. And so how, how often do you smoke cigars now? Every day. Every day? Pretty much, yeah. Every day. Yeah. Do you wake up with an urge to have a cigar? No. No. Nope. I don't either. Nope. I, I leave work with an urge. Uh, just, you know, being <laughs> just like a stressful day. I'm like, I can't wait to go sit out back and have a cigar and relax or go to the lounge and, yep. and talk or whatever. Uh, but I've never, you know, I've gone weeks. I had my wisdom teeth out. I went right. weeks and never felt like I have to have a cigar. I'm like, I can't wait to have a cigar just because the flavor. It's, right. it's like I can't wait to have a donut or yep. I can't wait to have a piece of cake or whatever, you know, tr- your yeah. vice is. My friend uh, Keith from uh, uh, the um, – smoke shop in Seabrook mm-hmm. he, you know he had some major surgery a while back and so he wasn't able to oh, to smoke a smoke a cigar for months just because of the surgery that he'd had and um never craved anything yep. never never you know never felt and, like sick from not having, I, i've had headaches from not having coffee yes but i've never had that. any ill effect from not having a cigar no, no i i think coffee is far more addictive than cigars, absolutely Can, if cigars yeah. are addictive at all as a matter of fact I know about a dozen people who have quit smoking cigarettes by smoking cigars, and they love it because they still get to smoke. But that urge, that mm-hmm. that it's driving need, that motor need of, of, of putting something of need, in your mouth yeah, and drawing, it is is no longer there. Now, the, the tricky thing with that is, and I, I know people that smoke cigarettes, and I don't mm-hmm. want to encourage them to switch over to cigars because I don't want them inhaling the cigar. No, it's like no, if you no. can If you can do it without inhaling. Because you're still going to be looking for that nicotine rush or mm-hmm. people that are on cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want them to, to switch over and start inhaling because that can be just as dangerous. Right. Uh, you know, you don't want anything going in your lungs that's not air. <laughs> it just it seems like common sense, but people do it. Uh, vaping, you know. It's right, like there's, right. There's more reports coming out about vaping being possibly dangerous. I don't know anything for sure yet, but it's it uh, just yeah. seems like a bad idea putting things inside your lungs. Right. You can put anything in your mouth. You know, we eat all the time. We put mm-hmm. all sorts of weird things in our mouth. But... 
So the smoke's fine there. Just don't put it in your lungs. Right, right. So a final verdict on this. What would you What would you say? I give it. Uh, I would give it a three quarters thumbs up. Three quarters thumbs. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. You know, smoke it again. Probably not this size. I, I do enjoy the smaller ring gauge. Um, you know, I've been having a little bit of burn issues, but it's mostly self inflicted just because I'm talking too much mm-hmm. and moving my hands around. And uh, but the flavor is consistent. It's you know good solid flavor. I like that licorice. So it's right. that uniqueness that you don't get too, too often, mm-hmm. uh, that's enough to, to bring me back to it. Um, but, again, probably in the smaller ring gauge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I like the smaller ring gauges of this particular line um, better than this. But this is a great cigar. Mm-hmm. Very good for the money. Yeah, and the brand, I mean, it's a you can trust the brand. Because yeah. I've had, you know, almost their full line. They probably have had yeah, their full I've line. Yeah, I've had everything they and make. It's, and it's, it's always good. great, you know. So I'm going to give it a straight thumbs up. And um, uh, just a... Uh, Highly recommend it. It's a good cigar, uh, very solid. It's not very complex, but it's very so, it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable, all the way through. Now, next week, you know, is the IPCPR. IPCPR, right? and um, so uh, we're going to be recording a show that we'll play. Then we won't actually be live next week. So if you watch the show come up and you start commenting on YouTube and nobody gets back to you, it's because there's nobody here. Okay. So enjoy it. It'll be up, but uh, it's a pre-recorded thing that we're going to do in a little bit. Yep. So I mean, if you have comments, comment on Instagram too. We'll see yeah, those. Yeah, comment on Instagram. I'll write in. Do the, do the. E- we've got some more time to get to some email for the, the next week's show, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's right. going to be good. All right. Okay, guys. It is where's my little uh, thing here? Uh, oh my! There oh my! And it's wrong button. And it's the oh, wrong button. Frozen up. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Stumbling so through it. It's already that time. An hour has completely gone by. I can't even believe it. Anyway, it's time to wrap up. You've been listening to the Ashholes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting live from the Serena Royale Studios, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. You can download this and any episode you might have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. <laughs>